Welcome to Chasing Compliance, the global regulatory podcast, where we discuss all aspects of medical device and pharmaceutical regulatory and clinical strategy from bench to bedside. This episode is part three of our discussion on the CER or Clinical Evaluation Report Internship Program, where we feature firsthand accounts of what it's like to go through the global internship. So that million dollar question of how do I get the experience if you won't teach me? This internship absolutely taught me everything that I needed to be a successful CER writer. Everything I was taught, I used. There was absolutely no fluff in there. Yeah, 100% agree. It's uh, the internship was a really good decision. I don't I don't regret it at all. It taught me everything I need to to be a good CER writer and it really put me put me in touch with fantastic people and we could see the the real progress in our efficiency as we went along. Our guides today are Arun and Christina. Arun and Christina participated in the first cohort of the CER internship program and have successfully completed the program. Our conversation starts with a brief discussion about why they wanted to get into medical writing and what brought them to Global. We discuss what it was like in the internship, what the first few weeks were like, what the first few months were like, what they learned at each phase, which parts were challenging, and what it took to be successful in the program. Arun holds a PhD in bioengineering from Rice University. And during his time there, he studied cell-to-cell communications during neural development. He then moved on to a postdoc at the University of Pennsylvania, where he focused on neuroimaging and neuroscience systems. Christina started her postgraduate education at dental school at Rutgers. Her passion for science took over and she quickly found herself in the PhD program after a year, studying mechanisms of apoptosis or cell death. She continued her basic science training at the University of Florida, where she studied the protective effects of vitamin D on the lungs. Without further ado, let's hear from Arun and Christina. Christina, Arun, thank you guys so much for coming on Chasing Compliance today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. So let's jump right in. We're here today to discuss a little bit more about the internship and why you guys came to the internship and what it's been like for you guys. Christina, what brought you to the GRWC internship and why did you want to get into medical writing? It's actually funny. I only knew what I didn't want to do. I spent some time in academia. I just, I, I loved the research. I didn't like the idea of begging for money for my entire life to you know, stay employed. So I just kept Googling things I could do with my, you know, my degree. And I kept looking at jobs. I kept seeing something called medical writing. I was like, what is this? There seems to be a very high demand for this. And I looked more into it. I'm like, this is something I want to do. So then I started looking for internship programs because I had absolutely no experience in medical writing. And I got super lucky on Google that there was a internship program that popped up and I applied and the rest is history. That's fantastic because at least for me, I didn't necessarily see medical writing until I was looking around. It doesn't seem like it's a widely publicized career path in academia. Would you agree? I never even heard of it before until I was just Googling jobs. So I agree with you. Arun, how about you? What what brought you into medical writing and what brought you to the GRWC internship? Yeah, again, it was um, similar to Christina, I guess. It was, I I just finished a postdoc and we'd moved to California, uh, my wife and I, and I just started looking for jobs. And I was basically looking through all my contacts and trying to get in touch with people who worked in industry, trying to really figure out how to, how to um, get my first job. 
and I got in touch with a with an old friend of mine who who worked in medical writing for a, for a couple of years, and he pointed me towards a global CEO Emily Stephens, and we got in touch, and she recommended the internship program as a way of getting involved in medical writing and really finding out whether it's something I wanted to do uh, as a career. And given that I'd already always been pretty good at at technical writing and communication in general, I figured this would be as good a, an opportunity as any to, to really get into industry and figure out whether this is something I wanted to do. And I don't regret that decision at all. To, to provide a little clarity for the audience, the medical writing itself is quite a broad topic or it's a, it's a broad category of profession. We work in what we would call regulatory or technical medical writing, which is different than promotional or other types of medical writing. And we cover this in the other two internship podcasts, but I just want to put a little disclaimer here. The, the medical writing that we're discussing here is the regulatory compliance and technical writing side, as opposed to the more promotional side. One is, is more geared generally, more geared towards a... Um, audience with a technical or scientific background that understand compliance area or the technical side and the other is geared can be geared towards patients or other physicians but it's generally geared towards a lay audience would you would you agree with my characterization there that yes, was spot on for sure great yeah. great in fact that was one of the questions that i was asked during the interview when i interviewed with global <laughs> what the what do you expect the audience for your writing to be um, and that's completely different in the different types of writing that you that you were talking about. I spent about so I spent about two months um, going back and trying to see what that actually like all the different types were before I committed to regulatory writing because there were just so many. Yeah, there really are a lot. So when you first started the internship, when you first came on, what was your first week like? What were you expecting, and what was reality? Sure. Uh, my first week was first the feeling of, did I make the right decision? Because I knew what medical writing was in theory. I did my research, but you know, practicing it is something totally different. And the second part was, as the week went on, how do you write about something when you have no idea what this device does? And it was, like, this is, these things were so complex. And I was worried I would never be able to catch up, but I, I did. So... And it's a completely different way of approaching research and scientific questions than you do in academia. I agree. However, mm -hmm. there is a there was a lot of similarity in the sense that sometimes you just switch topics in academia so quickly. Like some days I'm working on cystic fibrosis on my postdoc, but the grad students working on viruses. Now I have to be a virologist and the undergrads working on fungus. Now I have to research that. So there's a lot of diversity, you know, reading a different paper on a totally different subject. And that was really helpful with this program. Arun, how about you? What was the beginning of the internship like? What were you expecting it to be like? What did it end up being like? Yeah, so my first week, I would say, was kind of stressful, actually, because I began, I think I began a couple of weeks after the other interns in my cohort, so Christina and Justin. So they were already in the process. So when I joined, it was a little bit of um, jumping in the deep end for me because there's, there were there were already already these assignments that had been handed out, and I was just getting into it right in the right into the thick of things. And everything associated with the nature of the job, even using a new laptop, setting up SharePoint, 
you know, all the little things that might seem pretty simple, all that happened within a very short period of time. So it was a little stressful. But once literally quite just that one week where all these new things got got out of the way and I started getting into the um, into the flow and the rhythm of things. And it, it was pretty straightforward after that. Did you guys feel like you had adequate support in your first week or was it kind of here's your laptop, figure it out? For, for me, I would say once I get got into, you know, a, a regular contact with uh, with other interns and with with Beth, who was our supervisor, I think I started feeling more comfortable as well. Great. Great. Yeah, it's not I didn't think it was it felt like sink or swim, even though it really wasn't. Like I, the support was there, but you're always so embarrassed on your first week to be like, am I the only person asking for help? Am I the only person who doesn't know what to do? In retrospect, that's ridiculous. Beth was always great at answering our questions and she never made you feel bad, but you you don't want to be that person on the first week. Self, I was so self-conscious about asking these for help. So I turned it into yeah. a sink and swim experience when it absolutely was not one. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel the same way when they're they're starting a job, a remote job for the first time ever. And Beth and Chelsea are both fantastic and absolutely here for everybody's success and great. It's still no matter what, even if you have a good support network around you, I mean, it still can be kind of disorienting coming right out of the lab. Yeah, I guess that goes to the the remote nature of the job as well. Maybe a little more disorienting than actually going to you know a physical location. I don't know if you agree, Christina. It was. It absolutely was. I mean, you know, I had other interns in the program. I didn't want you know want to bother them, but if they were next to me, obviously, I'd be like, "Hey, what are you doing over there?" You know. And then you're working with people that have experience working remotely and in this environment, and they're being productive. You're kind of trying to figure it out as you you go along. And you also don't want to bring other people who are doing, you know, grown up work for real clients and slow them down. I remember as a postdoc, you know, you had the students you had to teach and your own work slowed down so much. And even though it was part of your job, your heart still kind of sank a little bit when they needed all that help or they ruined something of yours. And it was just to be the student this time. I was just so much more self-conscious. The system's designed so that there's that's built into how it all goes, but it still feels when you're the person asking the question, we've all been in that position as a postdoc with, um, how can, can you explain to me what, when this reagent goes in for the 14th time? And I'm just kidding. But. So once you've settled in, right, right. Once you, once you guys settled in, how was the first few months? What did, what would you say in a nutshell you did? I guess I would say it was useful. Everything I was taught, I used. There was absolutely no fluff in there. Arun, how about you? Yeah, um, so I think we started with extractions, which is kind of the bread and butter of medical writing. I feel like... Can, can Sorry to interrupt. Can you explain what an extraction is? Oh, yeah, of course. So extractions are when you have to look at a at an article that reports clinical use of your subject medical device and extract relevant information to the device. So for example, does it perform as intended? Were there any safety outcomes? And those, yeah, those, those are the main components of article extraction. 
doing this is a real art. This was probably the most challenging thing to learn from uh, from the first couple of weeks of the internship, at least. I think the 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 thing that I found most challenging in learning how to do article extractions was extended periods of concentration. So, and also being 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 aware of what to look out for when you're reading an article, and not not you know reading the whole article because that's often a waste of time. Being able to do being able to extract relevant information in a in an efficient manner, I think, was the most challenging thing that I that I that I learned to do over the first uh, few weeks. Did you find learning how to do extractions and the pace of the work to be challenging? Either of you? It was challenging and not just the extractions, but every client had different parameters for their extractions. So you're patting yourself on the back that you got through one and then you get the next set and it's like none of this applies anymore. Mm-hmm. This client wants this now. Mm-hmm. But actually, I like it. It keeps things from getting monotonous. Did you find that you were <clears throat> and you kind of hinted at this already, Christina, but you it wasn't just this theoretical framework. We're going to learn how to do this as if you were doing it for real work was kind of a mixture of real life. This is how we're going to do it. And then teleology or, or theory behind what we're doing. Absolutely. There was the theory behind it. We did practice where, you know, it was old data from old CERs that we were practicing, but every single thing I learned in that program, I applied to writing in real CERs for clients. There was nothing that I said we did not need. Arun, anything to add? Yeah, I totally agree with that. We absolutely utilize everything, every single thing we learned during the internship, whether it was extractions or how to write, uh, write an overview of the state of the art relevant to a subject device. And I think going back to efficiency, I think we were able to get really pointed feedback on how long an art, uh, how, how long an article extraction should take, down to half an hour intervals. So like, should be should it be two and a half hours? Should it be Less than that, and we could see the the real progress in our efficiency as we went along. We when we would take maybe four hours to complete an article extraction at first, that would generally progress to you know say two hours. That was embarrassing though when it did take those four hours in retrospect. I know, <laughs> I know. So when I when I think back on that now, it seems it seems like a expansive luxury luxurious waste of time <laughs> to be taking four hours over an article extraction that we would maybe take an hour and a half on. If you ask me the most stressful part, it was definitely staying within the time frame because it was mm. a normal writer's time frame, but you had just started it. So I, you, know, you have that mentality of I am never going to catch up or it took me twice as long as it should have taken me. But yeah, you know, I don't have any problems with time now. It just in the, in the moment, it feels that way. Do you guys feel like there were benchmarks? of how you should be doing at a certain point. Yes, there were definitely real world expectations of where we should be at a certain point. But since the CER is so linear, you're not doing the same thing over and over again to improve. You go on to the next thing. You're doing the state of the art. You practiced it. This is how long it should take you in the future. But guess what? Now we're on the CEP. That's that's good. And did you feel like that these guidelines or goals unachievable? Did they cause you stress? Or were they something to shoot for? Again, we were never measured against the benchmark in the terms of like failure, but they were they were not achievable for someone doing it for their first time. But Beth absolutely knew that as well. It was more of this is what you should strive for, not this is what you should be doing. 
So that always helped, even though, you know, in the back of your mind, you always want to be at that point on your first day, which is absolutely not realistic. But overall, it was very attainable. They were pretty on the money. It's it's it really is amazing how fast you improve and become faster. You know, got there certainly one day. And it was and it wasn't that long either. Yeah, exactly. Like once you get a once you get the experience and get up, get some of the cycles under your belt and understand more about what we're actually doing here and each of the the functions of each of the sections, which their CERs are really complex. And there's kind of an ethos and a message that's carried throughout the entire document. And once you understand kind of the big picture, it's easy to get faster at the individual components. Yeah. And I guess this is the, I was going to say, this is the advantage of the internship structure, right? That we have, it's kind of like training wheels in a sense. So we're able to work on training assignments and, you know, with expectations of how long an extraction should take, for example, and this isn't real client work. So you don't, you don't feel that much pressure because you're not wasting the, the billable hours for the client, but you're still learning how to do a really important uh, task mm-hmm. in, in, in the arsenal of a medical writer, but in a, in a controlled setting. If I could summarize, the hardest part of the first section of the internship was just learning all of the pieces and then learning how to achieve some type of endpoint, like write some piece of document in a, a time frame. Would you say that those were the three most challenging things of the beginning of the internship? I agree with that. That's a fair characterization. Yeah. Have you and when did you start writing your own entire clinical evaluation reports and clinical evaluation plans? We joined other people's projects as like, you know, support writing within the first month. Okay. I wrote my own CER last month. Oh, congratulations. So about four months, thank you. About four months into the program, I guess. Yeah, similar with me. So I, we got pulled into support work over the course of the internship. So within the first first couple of months. And I'm just beginning to write my own CER for, for the first time. How are you feeling about it? I feel pretty confident. I think I'm, I have the necessary skills to do the, the important parts. And then I also have enough exposure and experience by this time point to also be able to fill in the gaps of what I don't know and ask questions to my supervisor and be able to, to get the help that I need to finish, to finish pretty much all parts of the CER by myself. And can you give us some perspective on what, how many pieces are in a CER and how complicated the document is overall. Would you say that this is kind of like academic paper or is it more complicated? Is it less complicated? That's an interesting question. It is more technically Mm. complicated. There is a lot of copy and paste, but there's also a lot of data to analyze as well that's been generated. So in some sense, it's harder. And when you write your own scientific papers, nobody is more familiar with the work than you are. I know what my numbers mean. I know where they came from. Mm. And then the client dumps like 90 documents on you and the numbers are everywhere and you got to go find them. Yeah, I completely agree. There's, There's a lot of copy and paste. I think if you compare to a scientific paper, like Christina said, you're you're intimately familiar with your data and you know the analysis back and front. There's, I guess, less of that in an actual CER. Yes, of course, you're gonna compile all the all the numbers from the literature and and do an analysis of it. Yes. However, again, it's not that easy. The client usually leaves things everywhere. 
Yeah. And there's well, a lot of, you know, this is what it means. This is what, the, you know, in this situation. There's a lot that goes into understanding what you need to copy and paste. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about as far as the internship cycle itself? Yeah, I just want to say, even though I make it seem like it was hard, I have the expectations of like a senior writer when I go into that. It's unrealistic, but it was super supportive and it was really helpful. So what do you mean by that? You said when you went into it, you had the expectations of like, a senior I just writer. Want to be, I, I'm saying I just want to be perfect and doing everything gotcha. perfectly and knowing what to do and not make any mistakes. It's just unrealistic. But that's just my personality. Well, did you feel like you were ever kind of hung out on a branch? Like never. Uh, yeah. OK. So you and, and to this day, you feel like you have a network of support. Absolutely. I have no problems sending a chat message to someone and I know they're going to help me and answer my question. Arun, how about you? Did you feel like you were thrown into the fire ever prematurely or? No, I, I like echoing Christina, I was never hung out to dry or thrown into the fire. I mean, there were challenging assignments that I was given, mm -hmm. but it was never with, you know, watch this guy sink kind of attitude. It was always very supportive. So when we, for example, when we started doing client work, I was given a CEP to write from, well, from scratch. But I, I had a I had a good template to follow, and I always had, you know, people ask questions that I if if I had any if I had any any clarifications. So it was always a very supportive environment. But we were that's not to say we weren't giving challenging assi assignments. Yeah. So how would you characterize the internship overall as far as challenging? I've heard that it's it can be fairly challenging. I would say that it was, there are, there were definitely challenging aspects to it, but then the quality of the instruction and the structure of the internship really gets you to a point where you feel pretty confident in your abilities, you know, pretty, a short way into the internship. I agree. It was challenging and that the work wasn't easy. This was real work, and this was what really is going to be expected of us. And I know that now, especially as I write these real CERs. So without the experience, it definitely was challenging. However, it wasn't impossible by any means. It's absolutely reasonable. So you would say it's fast-paced and challenging, but it's doable, and you have the support so you can be successful. Absolutely. And as I said before, not pointless. Like There was no busy work. That is something you cannot find in all lines of work. Bottom line, do you recommend the internship to other people? Who would you recommend apply for this internship? I absolutely do recommend the internship. I, you know, in pharmaceuticals, they don't actually want to teach you anything, which you, know, you respect. They're all about time is money. So that million dollar question of how do I get the experience if you won't teach me? This internship absolutely taught me everything that I needed to be a successful CER writer. So I would I would change nothing. Even the points that I said were chaotic, there was absolutely no other way to do it. It it was what it needed to be. So and the people that should do it are people who like to research, like things that change, but maybe don't want to spend their time on a lab bench. Arun, what do you think? Yeah, hundred percent agree. It's uh, the internship was a really good decision. I don't I don't regret it at all. It taught me everything I need to to be a good CER writer. And it really put me, put me in touch with fantastic people, fantastic colleagues, including Christina, and, you know, great mentors who are really there to help you out. 
as far as the type of people that would be successful in the internship program, I think having a good attitude makes a makes a big difference. There's not a single person that I've worked with that I don't enjoy uh, interacting with, and I think bringing that uh, that positive attitude into any job, pretty much, uh, especially this one, I think could be really would would be something I would look out for. Willingness to learn and adaptability and being able to, you know, move from one assignment to the next pretty, pretty quickly uh, are also things that you would want to have. Yeah, adaptability, definitely. Things change, clients change. And you also have this weird dichotomy of being working independently, but not working independently at the same time. Like you're part of a team, but you're also by yourself a lot. So you have to be okay switching between the two. But my favorite Mm -hmm. part was it's not competitive. Like we're not here to claw each other's eyes out for one spot. We are all supposed to succeed. And I really, really, really liked that. That's a great point. I I haven't been in an environment like that, uh, you know, a, a super competitive environment. So I don't, I can only imagine how awful that must be, but I'm glad that, you know, that wasn't the environment. Here. This is not internship cage fight where there was like one spot at the end of it. <laughs> I think that you hit on an important point and that's the the nature of the work, it's dynamic. It can be fast paced, demanding at times, but the people that you work with kind of we're all in this together. And I think that that's an important thing to understand coming into the internship is there is a culture of community. Yeah, I was I was having a conversation with a couple of friends from grad school a couple of weeks ago um, who are more who are now in industry, but in more technical fields. So like like technical biotech kind of stuff. Um, And we were discussing, you know, our work colleagues and they were mentioning how, you know, in those kinds of fields, you often have people who are not very pleasant, but who get into a, into a position by, you know, sheer qualification. I feel like that's not the case here. There's, there's really smart people at Global. It's not to take away from their, you know, technical expertise and what they do, but they're also really good people. Yeah, science definitely breeds unpleasant people every now and then. Yeah, it, it certainly seems to. And that's clearly not an environment that I've encountered here. No, the work, the work environment is definitely top-notch. What did you draw on in your academic background? What skills that are not necessarily from your academic background did you find were important? What are the ideal characteristics of somebody coming into writing CERs? Fast learning, definitely. I'm going to add to that list. You're not going to do well if you want the same thing and you want it at a slow pace because you won't be able to keep up. I would also add ability to concentrate reasonably large stretches of time. I think the quality of your work, efficiency you can improve, you know, the more you do, but the constant through all of that is your ability to concentrate and not make mistakes because that's something easy to do when you're staring at a screen for hours on end to not sort of let that let that concentration slip away. And I think that's also pretty important. And I'm going to also say not just a, a fun team player that we were talking about, but a good team player in terms of a teammate, because you always have that person in a group every now and then. They're nice to be around, but they don't do anything. I haven't had that happen. Mm. Everyone pulls their weight. They're responsible. Their work is always top notch. You're not correcting anybody's terribleness. I was also encouraged multiple times by many people to ask as many questions as I can. So don't be afraid of being that guy who 
who asks questions about everything. I wish I did that earlier. <laughs> yeah. And I think people wish I did that less now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but especially in a remote work environment where all your teammates are remote and you don't actually have the ability to, you know, pop over and ask a question. It, it is important to maintain communication. So ask if you have a doubt. That's, that's something that's been drilled into me. On the remote work note, do you feel like that you know your coworkers and you're friends with them? I would say so. We chat about all sorts of stuff during our working group meetings that don't have much to do with work. <laughs> I mean, obviously we, we get stuff done, but I feel like I know everyone and everyone's pleasant to be with. Yeah, they want to have a good time and enjoy their time at the computer. If you were to be able to sit down with the next cohort of GRWC internship candidates, what tips would you give them? Arun hit it with the ask questions. And I know I hammered this home so many times, but it's all important. There's This isn't like, you know, school where you might get to skip a lecture and maybe they'll never show up again ever in your life. That's not going to happen. If you don't understand it, it's going to come back. Stay ahead of the material. Don't fall behind or just say, we're not doing it anymore. We're not doing extractions. We're doing PMCF plans now. You're going to do extractions again one day. So make sure you know what you're doing then. Yep, agreed. I mean, similar to the point about asking a lot of questions is to generally be, uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't retreat into your shell, which is kind of easy to do in a remote work environment. If you want to learn something, just be proactive about going out and getting that information. I still said it. Like, can you please explain this to me? I have a meeting now with my direct superior that day, and we'll talk about that. There's no embarrassment. Mm. Yeah. How do you guys feel about your future now? How do you feel about your career prospects in general into the future? I think I feel good about that because that one thing I always found those job requirements was you need experience. And I feel like I'm getting so much experience every day with different clients. I feel like I've worked with like four or five different clients in my short period of time. And as time goes on, I'm only going to work with more of them. And I'm more independent. I need less work. I wrote the whole CR by myself from start to finish. I think going back to my experience of searching for jobs before I started the global internship, one thing that's that really stands out is that a lot of companies require you to have experience in that position beforehand and Global's internship allows you to gather that experience in medical writing. That's only going to improve my career prospects in this industry, but also in biotech in general. If anything were to happen to this job, I feel like I would be a viable candidate for other jobs based on my skill set that I've acquired here. Oh, that's some great, that's some great feedback and perspective. I'm glad you both feel like that if something were to happen here, that you have a skill set to move into other parts of the industry going forward. So we like to close out every episode with a little segment we call favorite Fridays. Work is hard. Life is hard. Sometimes we like to get to let our hair down on Friday nights. How do you like to spend your Friday nights? Man, let your hair down. Now I just sound sad. Uh, every Friday night since probably the first grade for me, we've had pizza every Friday night. So I always feel like it's the intro to the weekend. And I always look forward to that, even, you know, however many years later. And then there's always a good marathon of something on television. I have my tea, my crossword puzzle. So opposite of letting your hair down, but I find it very relaxing. 
That is letting your hair Christina, down. Christina, we're both. Yeah. Go paint the town beige. Sorry, Irene. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say we're such um, <laughs> hermits. But yeah, I, mean, I guess with the pandemic and everything, staying at home is the new way to paint the town red. Am I right? Just got to make it more interesting. Got your Netflix marathons. Yep. Nothing better. Yeah, same with me. I, I enjoy sorting in, having a glass of wine, having uh, watching TV with the family, and then going to bed. Just doing nothing and turning off the brain. That That is what it's all about. That is what it is all about. Well, thank you both so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. It's been so fun to talk with you both about the internship. Congratulations on your success. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. It was great talking with you and Christina. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chasing Compliance. If you have any further questions regarding the topics we discussed on today's show, please don't hesitate to reach out to us directly through email at info at globalrwc.com or by visiting our website at www.globalrwc.com. There you can find show notes, links to other podcasts, white papers, tools for regulatory and clinical strategy, and more information regarding our approach to solving a variety of regulatory and clinical challenges. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, leave a review, or share this with your colleagues. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app you are listening on, or leave us a comment directly on our website. We read each and every comment and review, and it helps us improve the show. So don't be shy. 